Welcome to the sixth episode of the Hip Hop Rejects. I'm Royalty. And yo, it's your boy Young Fly in the Wrist. We are an all hip hop podcast, and everything that we discuss on this podcast is hip hop related and related to the hip hop culture. Before we start off tonight, I want to uh, make sure you guys download us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Podbean. Uh, in addition to that, I want to just continue, uh, keep it up with the tradition that we normally do. Just continue to thank the fans for, you know, downloading, subscribing to the episode, uh, liking it, sharing it, retweeting it. Just continue to do that love. Just continue to share that love, and we really appreciate it. Yo, shouts out to all the new Twitter followers. Yo, they've been favoriting the episodes we drop, and that's much love. Like you said, keep on sharing, sharing and retweeting. Um, look us up on Facebook, hit up the Facebook page, send us your thoughts, your opinions, and your top five favorite rappers so we could debate them. All right, man. So another week, been a crazy week at that. Uh, what you been up to this week, Doc? And nothing. Same old, same old, chilling, ready to get this podcast out to the, the masses. Yeah, you know, same here. Been been under the weather this past weekend, trying to get over this uh, sore throat and slash cold that I got right now. So I may it may get kind of get kind of rough for me <laughs> going through the podcast. So bear with me. <clears throat> Go get you some whiskey, oh granddaddy. <laughs> that always works. <laughs> All right, let's get into quick news. All right, so hot topic is. For this for this weekend, really one of the probably the two of the top uh, hot topics that are going on uh, coming out of this weekend is going to be the Apple uh, Drake fiasco at uh, Louisiana Fest. Uh, <laughs> there's been some allegations stating that Apple blocked Drake's performance on Louisiana Fest, but Drake's management is saying that. There was no, there's no such thing. You say Apple doesn't even have the power to even, even if they wanted to do that, they didn't, they don't have the power to do that to block any type of anything on um on title like that. Now, what Drake management did say on this particular situation, he said if anybody had the power to block it, they said it would be Cash Money or Universal. Hmm. So, well, at Louisiana Fest, it was an all-out Cash Money Fest. You know, Master P showed up. Uh, of course, Drake performed. Um, Juvie was there. Um, Manny Fresh. They had free, had a shirt up, said free BG. Yeah, we not going to see BG at no upcoming Hot Boy reunions. No time soon. But it was cool seeing and hearing them perform all the old Cash Money hits. Um, they even went as far back as to go and do a couple of songs from the first Hot Boy CD, you know, uh, get it how you live. So, I mean, it, it was Wayne put on for the city, man. So that's, that's, that's what's up, man. Uh, speaking of BG, though, what was, because uh, I haven't, I didn't even know that BG was locked up. What was he, what was he locked up for? BG got caught 
in Louisiana in a stolen car and with illegal firearms and a few drugs. Yeah, BG is um was sentenced to twelve years, um, paroling ten, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I could be. I'll get back to y'all with the uh, official news um next week on that though. All right. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Uh kind of crazy that it's like these uh these artists get get you know get caught up in these type of situations, especially somebody the artist that was getting money and you getting stuck in a stolen car. I'm like thinking to myself, like BG, where your car at dog? I mean, technically BG had been down through it though. You know, he really hadn't been making money like he was um when he was with cash money. I mean he had a little success, but you know, between the drugs, the 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 jury and all that, he was pretty much broke, so he was out on his hustle. But you know how that go. You yeah, know. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> That's a uh, lesson. Yeah, definitely definitely a lesson learned, BB. Get into the rap game, you know. Invest one, your money wisely. Invest your money wisely. Don't invest in material things. And also on top of that, I know you love the hood that you came from, but move out the hood. That's the whole reason you doing what you're doing is to get out the hood, not to stay in the hood. You can still give back, but get out the hood. Oh, yeah, and leave some of your hood boys, your boys from the hood, leave them in the hood. You can't take some some cash you can't take out on into the, the, the civilized world. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, some people you can't take care of, man. All right, uh, we, got, um, we got Mr. Jerry Heller in news. Uh, been waiting for him to, been waiting him to, of course, speak out. And if y'all don't know who Jerry Jerry Heller is, if you've if you seen Straight Outta Compton, you know who he is. But if you haven't seen the movie, don't know anything about NWA. He was the manager for NWA uh, for for Ruthless Records. Um, you know, saying that there may be some litigation behind behind the movie of how because how he was portrayed in portrayed in Straight Outta Compton. So. I don't think he was portrayed bad and straight out of Compton. I mean, given all the magazine articles and everything, I think they stuck they they stuck true to what it was. And I, I really don't think you can sue anybody because they really didn't portray him in just straight negative light. They show how he took up for them, how he looked out for them up until a certain point, you know, and they 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 went and did how some managers, I mean, they portray him how some managers are. They will take advantage of a situation if given too much power. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, and on top of that, man, I mean, if you've seen, if you go Google Jerry Heller, you know, 2015, you see how old this guy looks. Um, if he wins any money off of this, if they do take this to court and he wins any money off this case, that man is not going to be around too much longer to even spend that money. So he needs to just leave it alone, let it go. I mean, Jerry Heller is, hasn't really managed anybody over the past year since Easy e let him go. And exactly. it was for those reasons. So he probably is broke and want money. And he's seen this as the opportunity to do that. Yeah, very true. You know, like we said before on a couple episodes back, people get very opportunistic when it comes to 
stuff that's number one, that's all in the media and everybody want to feel like they want to capitalize on it. So, uh, no, I mean, nothing too different from what we've seen before. So, <clears throat> all right. We got, we got a boy, Hove, Mr. Jay-Z, Sean Carter, creates an Instagram account, then deletes the account about 24 hours after he created, he put up his first post. I don't know what was the reason behind that. I know the, the photo he did put up was, it was like a picture of, I think it was like Michael, there was a picture where he met Michael Jackson. I want to say it was on either, don't quote me on this, but it was probably, I think, on either Mike's birthday or his birthday, but it was in, you know, it was in retro, it was in, it was in relations to Michael Jackson's birthday that just passed this week. But yeah, he went ahead and uh, deleted the account from from the Instagram or whatever, so. <laughs> Oh, just like, yo, yo, B, you think I should post a picture of me and Mike? She was like, yeah, I'm going to just go ahead and post this picture. And then tomorrow I'm going to wake up and delete the whole account. Yeah, it's like, it's just like, it's like, what's he like? Cole was just trolling, trolling Instagram. Because you know he would have got a lot of followers, man. People, as soon as people would have found out he was on there. Yeah, he would have. But, you know, Hove is one of those cats, like, he just he do stuff for the hell of it, and then he going on about his business. Exactly. He probably woke up the next morning. Oh, one million likes. All right, he, he's like, I'm done. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got uh, we got my boy Game to be dropping the very, very, very much anticipated uh, documentary two. On September 25th, he also has a single out with with the boy Drake called 100. Um, and in addition to that, Drake, uh, not Drake, but the game is also being sued over. It's a, I want to say the record is probably going to be on the documentary too. I, I want to say yes, it will be. Uh, track with uh, Dej Lo called Rider. He's being sued over the cover art. For that particular single, uh, saying it was stolen from, um, I can't remember the guy's name. He said it was they, they were claiming that he stole it from him, uh, but they, you know, Photoshop changed some things on it. But it's still, you can tell, it's, and they made it kind of like they made it, they gave like a sepia look to the to the cover to, to change it up a little bit. So they're saying they're claiming that you know it was a fo- it was a photo that was put out on Instagram last year from this photographer and claiming that the game stole it. So hmm. all right. Got my boy Jeezy. Jeezy, uh, so about about two days ago, uh, Jeezy teased a um, was teasing was teasing dropping some new something new. For so he didn't really say what he was going to be dropping. Uh, and it was basically like a like a like a door of a shack that had that had Jeezy like just like written on it. And then so today we find out that Jeezy will be dropping a new album um, coming November thirteenth. Uh, there is no title for the for the album yet, but he did drop a single today uh, called "God." And gotta say, track is track is jamming. Um, it's not my typical, not my typical Jeezy. Um, Jeezy didn't have the typical. It has a typical Jeezy feel to it. I'm probably gonna have to warm up to it a little bit more as I listen to it. I only listen to it like one time, so. I haven't heard it yet, so I'll go check that out tonight. Uh, I mean, Jeezy has yet to 
really, really disappoint me like some artists have. So yeah, that's true. Um, that's it seems like sometimes the 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 older they get, the worse off they get. It's like they trying to hold on to their glory days. So yeah. we'll see. Hey, what, what I can say though about Jeezy though, I would say this was um, the last album he came out with. I was an interview that I watched with him on Fuse, and he was he was talking. It was like the Jeezy that I knew because I promoted for Jeezy back in 05 when he was being ready to drop Let's Get It that summer. I uh, did some promotional work for that album. And um, from what, how he talked, because we actually, because like the internship I was in, we actually sat down and had a conversation with Jeezy. You know, we got to ask some questions and stuff like that. And the Jeezy from then to now is like such night that he's like, he's so, he's, I would say this compared to what he raps about and where he's from, he's so much more mature than a lot of than a lot of rappers in the game. And I gotta get gotta give Jeezy kudos for that because you know a lot of guys don't a lot of guys don't don't transform themselves to be more more business like as they progress in the game. So a lot of people try to from the trap they try they try to stay stay in the trap. So I can honestly say over these past year. And I, I, I can I can credit Hove with this. You know, Hove started rocking a lot of suits and started, you know, telling cats to step their game up. And I can honestly say if cats like uh TI and Jeezy, they 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 switched their swag up on them. You know, they became more moguls like Hove and Diddy, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Let's see, uh, we got, okay, we got the boy Trick Daddy files for bankruptcy. And so Trick is saying this is uh, stemming from, because uh, Trick does have a lot of kids, and he said most of the, this is mainly stemming from paying a lot of child support. So he filed for bankruptcy. And, man, I saw a picture of Trick now. This boy looks like somebody's granddaddy. Yeah, Trick old now. I know, dog, but it's like, no, he's like, his face is all fat, and I'm just saying, man, you know, some people, you know, I don't know, I mean, I think maybe I just expected, you know, I don't know, I mean, I just expected more, <laughs> you know, him I not mean, to be so, I don't know, it just looked like, he just like, it's like, when you see, if you go look at a picture of Trick Daddy on, on Google, if you just Google his name, like him now, he'd be like, and you look at one from, from years years ago, it's like, Man, what happened? I mean, you know, Trick also sick. You know, yeah, no, yeah, I know, yeah, I know he has lupus, but uh, still, I mean, he looked like, like, sort of like seriously, he looks like somebody's grandpa. Well, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, coming from a person who has lupus, which, which I do, uh, it's stress on your body, and stress makes you age quickly. I've been blessed to still have look like a teenager almost. You know, I'm starting to get a few gray hairs here and there, but oh, we all uh, got that, man. <laughs> but you know, um, when you, when you, the older you get, they tell you the older you get, the worse it's gonna be on your body because you can't recover as fast, and that stress plus not knowing what type of lifestyle he's still living, given that, and plus the child support and all that, those type of litigations, that's a lot of stress on a man. So that's probably why he's look he looks like that. Yeah, on top of that, I know I remember hearing in the, like a couple of years back, he had the money and all that type of stuff at the time, but 
he were, he's been here like for a long time. I don't know if he's still doing it now, but he's been refusing treatment for it at altogether. Like he will not get, get treatment for it. Nah, he won't well, take he won't he won't take anything. So well, all I can tell trick of that. Good luck to you, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, man. Okay. We got the uh Lupe is collecting copies of the album that he came out with called Lasers from Fans. And so basically what he's trying to do, he wants to destroy them with a laser. Um, so basically his album, The Cool, and his other album, the debut album, um, were to people, I mean, to everybody that's fans of Lupe, were some of his best work. Lupe does not feel that Laser was up to par. Lasers was, I like Lasers. Um, it probably was compared to like, you know who who Lupe who Lupe is now. Um, Lasers was a very commercial. It was a very commercial album, which is probably why the state of mind that Lupe is in. That probably why he wants to destroy it because he's not. He doesn't want to be commercial. Be known as a commercial artist. Right, Lupe the cool. I can understand him not feeling that Lasers wasn't up to par because The Cool was like one of the greatest albums that came out the year it came out. Like it was, it was conscious and it had some banging tracks on it. And then when he came out with Lasers, a lot of Lupe heads was just like, they got it because it was Lupe, but they were, a lot of them were dissatisfied with the album. So, you know, I can understand him feeling that way. And when an artist feels that way, they that means they've been listening to their fans. Yeah, so. that's true. And on top of that, the label and on top of that, the label was making him do it to begin with. Right, he was under contract. He had to get them one more album, so he went in and gave them what they wanted. And you know, like Lupe really fell off a minute out the lasers, so yeah, it was like he had to regroup. Yeah, that's very true. He did this for a while. All right, man. Let's get into the uh, the next hot topic. That uh, the other hot topic we said we were talking about that went out went down this weekend. Um, first off, uh, I know we did mention the nominees for best hip hop video of the year for the MTV Video Music Awards, and Nicki Minaj did win that with the video Anaconda, so she did win that category. But in relation to that, last night at the VM at the VMAs. Nicki Minaj went in on Miley Cyrus. And, you know, a little bit Miley Cyrus kind of clapped back, too. A lot of people said it because she clapped back because she had there was distance, but she clapped back on it. Uh, yeah, when they say it was distance, they had, like, about a little light, about 500 feet in between them. <laughs> so it was easy for Miley to holler at her, but Nicki had that look on her face like, yo, I'm going to see you after this, so don't disappear, my girl. She was <laughs> like, I'll meet you in the schoolyard at 3.30. So, <laughs> you know, like, Nikki, like, watching that, Nikki was, like, serious. I mean, I, I don't like that look. Like, like Nikki Minaj, really, in her videos, she's had that look, like, that real crazy chick look. Like. Like you jumping like, stupid. <laughs> yeah, like. Yo, don't make that. You see that good there? Don't make her mad. Don't say nothing out the way. 
she gonna cut you. Like Nicki Minaj had a look on her face, like she carried razor blades in her, like razor blades in her cheek or under her tongue or something. Man, but it's like okay, let's analyze this real quick on this whole situation. All right, so this is the second time that Nicki Minaj has won anybody at a award show. Azalea was another one that she went in and just tried to go in on try to take it seems like I mean, it seems like I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the environment or the atmosphere or what it is, but Nikki be throwing hella shade at these awards at these award uh, award shows. No, nah, this wasn't no shade. It was uh, a straight I'm looking at you, I'm gonna whoop your ass type of ordeal. You know, this wasn't no WWE like montage and nothing like that no monologue or nothing like that now she said thank you to the for the award and said now we're gonna take care of this bitch that been talking about me in these interviews so now, I've, been, I've been looking around do you uh young did you know what she is that what did miley actually say about nikki i mean she was saying how her and azalea banks were um you know clowning about race talking about race and stuff like that which you know they asked Molly about it it ain't like she just came off the top of the dome with it they asked her about it and she gave a response I mean Molly could have not said anything about it and just said next question please but she gave a response and Nikki didn't like the response and last night happened basically well, speaking of that, um, Azalea Banks did say that, uh, made a statement this week saying that black media had destroyed her brand. We really and, had to talk about this broad. Man, you know, I just had to bring it up. You know, that's my, you know, my BFF, you know. But not really. But I can't, I, I hate her music. But um, no, but she was saying about, Stuff with black media destroyed her brand, but it's like it's just saying like people black like black people don't listen to her music. Okay, Zay Banks, supposed to be in hip hop, right? And if you know hip hop, if you do, if you're going off statistics, the number one listener of hip hop music is white America. So for you to be no diss to my you know, people, but I mean the statistics say it that. You know, white people buy hip hop music more than more than black people do. So for you to for you for you to say that black media have destroyed your brand, maybe you're catering to the wrong crowd because your music don't sound nothing like no nothing I'm gonna hear on on a hip hop station. Let's be, let's get that straight. So yeah, you may yeah you may rap or you may flow or whatever, but um, I think you I think you're aiming your gun in the wrong direction. So she look I I ain't much ain't got no word about this chick. Like seriously. Yeah, when I man, think I of Azalea Bank, I think of nothing. And she put her and the thing is though, man, like with the whole with the whole the issue with the with the media thing and everything like that, like a lot of this stuff that she's done. She's put herself in those situations like the beef with it with the beef with Iggy Azalea and all this other stuff. And then when T.I. had to freaking go 
go in on her. It's like she put herself in these situations by opening her mouth. Sometimes, you know, just because you have, just because you are a celebrity or that you're famous, that you feel like, because people feel like, so some people that feel that get into the spotlight and because they have, they have a, a, a laptop or a tablet and they have access to a Twitter account, they feel like and they can, they can just freaking, they can just kind of like just vent on everybody. Sometimes, you know, especially being in a, in a high situation, like, you know, being an artist, man, sometimes you got to shut your mouth and keep coming this up to yourself. Everybody doesn't deserve a platform. Some people are meant to be seen and not heard. Some people are meant to be heard and not seen. She is one of those people that just need to go hide on the rock. Exactly. So then, and with that, with that being said, I'm moving on. All right. So let's get to the top five rap albums on the billboard. We got Kendrick Lamar with Pimper Butterfly. Um, Kendrick Lamar was... Uh, had jumped back up to the number three spot last week. Now he's down to number five. We got Drake. If you're reading this, if it's too late, he is holding holding it down at the number four spot. Future finally dropped down to number three after holding it down on the number two spot since he debuted. Uh, we got Chinks with Welcome to JFK debuted at number two. And, of course, we got Dr. Dre with the Compton album holding strong at the number one spot. Dre. Yeah. I found myself like um speaking of the Compton, I find myself I'm, I'm finally getting back. I don't know. I think when I I, I don't know, I guess it's probably how I consume music because like I, I listened to it just to, you know, just to see if it was good or not, and then kind of like let it breathe for a second. And you know, this past weekend I was jamming it a lot. Um and I've been jamming it a lot since when I when I go to the gym now, so Kind of, kind of, it's kind of getting into my heavy rotation now with the with the company now. You know what? I haven't ran across any new hip hop I can jam at the gym because I mean, when I go to the gym, I need something to just like put me in that mode. So I go back and I jam a lot, a lot of little John because oh, it that'll, like that'll definitely get you get you crunk. Two uh, sometime in the gym. The number one workout song in the world, Bombs Over Baghdad. I don't know. That song has nothing to do with working out. I guess it's the up tempo beat in it, the <laughs> everything about it. But yeah, I probably work out the Bombs Over Baghdad probably like and I'll probably play that song about four times. <laughs> yeah, you can put you can put Bombs on the on Bombs Over Baghdad on repeat when it comes to when it comes to working out. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Let's get to. <clears throat> there was a um, there was a poll that was done by Billboard Music. Uh, this was done by some music executives, um, and so basically, the poll was basically how they felt about uh, particular genres in the state of music right now. And so, basically, uh, this was sent out to a bunch of well-known music executives. And basically, what they came from this particular vote was that they came out. They came out of saying that rap was the most despised genre in music right now. And <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out why these executives feel this way. Um, I know they did say what what was on the come up was uh, as far as in the voting was like EDM and pop music, and 
But I'm, yeah, I'm trying to figure out why why they feel like they like why these music executives feel they despise the genre when a lot of these when a lot of these executives kind of put us in this situation right now that we are in music right now. Well, all the, I would say, let me correct myself. I would say these these suits have put you know rap and hip hop in the situation that we're in right now with a, lot, with, a, with, a, with a lot of these artists. I think they despise it because most rappers after a contract uh once they get a distribution deal or whatnot they they take their business elsewhere they become the masters over their future then you know most r&b artists um pop artists they'll stay on the label forever but most rap artists they they want to do it themselves and it like you said the the music industry made it that way for rappers because you had to put up your own money a lot of the times like nobody goes and discovers a rapper exactly and you know you can discover a singing singing talent but nobody really discovers a rapper and so it's not profitable to them to to sign a rapper because they know in the long run the rapper gonna end up leaving their label or finding just a, a deal where they just have you to dis- distribute their records and you're not really there. You can't really control them. So I believe that's why they despise it the most. Yeah. The other thing I probably, I mean, they didn't I mean in the, in the poll, they didn't really say or go into too much detail as far as why they despise rap. They didn't really give, you know, nobody really gave an elaboration on why they felt that way. I mean, could be due to album sales and things of that nature, or you know, could be a could be a probably could be a number of things. I think a lot of the times, like I think, because when in the in the poll they were saying like popping EDM, because a lot of rappers like Pusha T is going over to EDM, Lil John is doing EDM now, and I know with a lot of these, like okay, I give you give you a good example, Florida and Pitbull, they're rappers. And in the beginning, when they first dropped their first albums, they were straight up rap. They were straight up hip hop. But now they're more pop or in some words, you know, some people say the genre of world music per se. Uh, but they're but in, in, in all hindsight, they're, they're still rappers. So I think a lot of these executives are kind of like to the point, you know, just like they are with the two artists I just named. I think because pop and EDM are just safe. And a lot of these labels are just, you know, we're going to just, we just going to play it safe because I think they're starting to feel like a lot of these, a lot of rappers are partially risky because of the past, you know, where they come from. A lot of rappers get into a lot of situations as far as getting arrested, drugs and things of that nature. But I really couldn't see that being an excuse because, that's always been the culture from where a lot of, you know, some of your, some of your best MCs come from is from that, from that environment. So. Yeah. I can understand that too. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think, I think in hindsight, I think it's just like, it's just like how they, how they are because they were, I mean, a lot of record labels were doing that in the past uh, a couple of years back, they were doing doing a lot of the record labels just start. I don't know what what makes them. They just start going in the safe mode, and they want to just start playing it safe and kind of like popping EDM now. Is gonna it's like that safety net. It's like it's safe. 
It doesn't right. cross. It doesn't cross too many lines because pop, pop is not pop. Pop and EDM. They're not going to talk about things that are going on in the media with you know with what's been going on with with all this racial tension and uh, all this cop cop brutality and everything and vice versa. Everything and vice versa. But with rappers, they're going to talk about what's going on in current in current day. Whereas we're popping in EDM, it's all about it's all about happiness and having a good time. So, well, I mean, we seen um, years ago with Pac that rappers have powers like they're almost like preachers. They can convince the masses to take action, and given the the constant. The, the the temperature of things right now, they really don't want a lot of rappers to tell the masses to go out and be like, yo, protest and all that right there because, you know, they, they still, whether we like it or not, whether we want to admit it or not, in this, this black culture of ours, it influences a lot and they don't want to lose their power. If you're a record executive, you have power. But your power comes from what you can do for others. And if you can't do nothing for the masses or get them what they want, then they don't want nobody else doing it. Right. So. <clears throat> yeah, you do have a good point there on the on the influence of of hip hop because a lot of a lot of the youth, a lot of shoot a lot of people in general are influenced are influenced by by hip hop and they look up to MCs when it comes to because hip hop itself is strictly it's you know it's all about the culture it's all about the dress the style the dance to the flow is like everything so even on top of that the message and the storytelling so you know. With a lot of them, with a lot of these rappers, you know, I think they should. A lot of these cats out here, they should, they should take that, take their celebrity, and you know, kind of like you know, make change. I mean, and, and there are some artists out there that are that are being proactive right now that are getting out there and doing things. But you know, I think more of them should should use that to be more positive. You know, one of those artists is J Cole. I just read an article. Um, earlier today about J. Cole went back to his hometown or whatnot and um, kids that and, and some kids wrote an essay, wrote individual essays saying what they felt like they need to change and uh, what they want to do in their life and those kids had nothing but positive. They, these kids have had hard lives and you know they're orphans now you know they live in, in shelters and things like that and what J. Cole did was, and he, J. Cole didn't want it in the media or nothing, but somebody in his camp put it to the media. What he did was brought, brought, gave those kids, um, brought them to his show. Um, they got a chance to go backstage. Him and, um, Big Sean, um, came out, sat, talked with the kids, gave them encouragement, let them know that there is a future. They can come from nothing and, you know, and do something. And that, and those kids, they, they was like, that was the greatest thing that had ever happened to them in their lives. So, I mean, just doing little stuff like that, 
where there's no gain or no loss in it. So, you know, that, that, that helps the community, whether you know it or not. Exactly. All right, man, let's get into the, um, let's get into the main topic of tonight. We got do a war shows like do a war show being in the VMAs has just passed. Do a war shows really mean anything anymore? I mean, from down to to the most prestigious to the Grammys, uh, of course the VMAs to the uh, you got what else we got? We got Billboard Awards. We got we got Billboard Awards. We got the uh, BT. We got the BT Awards. And BT. so. Go ahead. The BT Hip Hop Awards. Uh, yeah, you got the BT Hip Hop Awards as well. So it's like, you know, you think to yourself, it's like, do these awards really, really mean anything nowadays? Because, you know, to be honest, I'm going to give you a good example. All right. So BT Awards. In years past, give an example of Jay Z, Beyonce, Kanye West. All won awards at the BT Awards, and they, for the most part, they were always a no-show at these awards. So it's like, do they really even consider, you know, being that BT is a platform for them, that's put them on and has made them famous and made them who they are. You know, it almost feels like a lot of them kind of like feel like, you know, BT Wars is a joke. But they continue to, to highlight and spotlight them every time and continue to nominate them for them for awards, but they, they fail to show up every year. I look at it as if they, that's a middle finger to BT because of what BT has done with their programming. Like, why would I come in, get an award for a rap album if Rap City ain't there no more? 106 yeah. and Park ain't there no more. Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, BET had to, at one time had some of the best video programming on TV, and I mean, they don't even show videos no more, nowhere. Exactly. It's a bunch of reality shows and reruns. Yep, and rerun reruns of you know some of the shows that you know Black America used to love from back in the day that they just bought syndication for. You want to um, do a rerun, play Video Soul. Go play some Rap City. Exactly. Play those as reruns. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then on top of that, um, like, if I could say out of any of them that really mean anything will be the Billboard Awards, just because Billboard uh, Awards are strictly based off, are based off the fans as far as actually buying the content and that's really that's really what it's based on because a lot of these other award shows, is, you know, they always give that. For example, the Grammys, you know, the highest, you know, of their peers that are, you know, these people, these wealthy people or executives or people that are in the music business, they they get to, they get to choose and decide who wins these awards. But I feel like I feel like the Billboard Awards of all of them. If I was an artist, I mean, the Billboard Award would probably mean more to me, probably than even than a probably mean more to me even than a Grammy, because it really is based on 
It's based on my hard work. It's based on my, it's based on my sales as an artist. It's based really based on the grind that I put in to get, to get my album where it is and to get it sold. Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, I think Eminem said best about the Grammys. He was like, you think I give a care about a Grammy? Half of you critics can't even stand me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that, line, that, line, that line alone tells you, I believe, tells you how it is. It took so long for the Grammys to say that it it's really doesn't matter to a hip-hop artist about a Grammy. And most hip-hop artists that get Grammys almost had to go pop to get that Grammy. Yep, that's very, that's, that's very true. It's like even it's like even just even just certain things, even with you know, with like a certain artist. Like I remember, um, I want to say I think it was the Grammys this past year. I know uh, the golf subject for hip hop for a second, but I know Trey Songz was like really upset in the R and B category. You know, with the guy I don't even remember who won that category, but I know he was like you know everybody was everybody was just up in arms about you know the people that were selected and stuff like that. And another example, like when. But Macklemore won a Grammy in the rap category, and I don't like. I do not consider them. They are not rap. They are not rap. Shoot, Macklemore freaking, and freaking, Ryan freaking, Lewis dude, are the freaking, dude. The freaking Black Eyed Peas when they originally came out were more rap than Macklemore was. They are now. Macklemore and Ryan Lewis are more of, uh, to me, their pop with sprinkles of rap in it. <laughs> Yeah, just because somebody just because somebody flows, because rap is gonna always be on a particular flow with somebody's, you know, reciting lyrics at a fast speed. That's always gonna be considered rap, or you know, saying or saying some lyrics in a melodic tone. That's gonna always be be known as singing. But everything ain't everything in R and B, and everything ain't rap. So Macklemore belongs in a in a different genre. Than than rap at that time, and I, you know, even at the time when I when I saw that, it was like, man, like, man it's like I don't. There's other people that actually could have won that category other than them. They could have been in a different category. And right. We, we, I felt like it was a. It almost kind of felt like like there was some probably a category he could have been in, but there was somebody else that was better than him, so they threw him in rap because they knew he was gonna automatically win. That's what that, that's almost what it kind of felt like at the time. I can understand that too. Um. Like he got this new song out called Downtown, and I'm like, why? I don't I mean, think he, I don't I don't think he I don't well I haven't checked in like genre wise or like on iTunes or anything. I actually need to go check to see what actual category they have him in. I haven't I don't, I don't think he's I don't think they haven't classified as rap anymore. Probably after that situation, because I know there was a lot of uproar about him being part of that genre. When we he he's not really he's not really considered a rap artist. So the 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 only person that I've seen that the rap community open their arms to regardless of what type of music they do, because he's a rapper first, is Eminem. Like M, he had some songs on his CDs where you looking like M, this ain't rap, you know, where he's singing or he doing some type of rock and roll thing or whatnot. But M always brings it back home to what he knows. He doesn't try to go and recreate something and call it rap. 
And yeah. that's what I feel like a lot of artists doing nowadays is they're trying to make rap into their own instead of letting it stay at its at its what it really is. Yeah, another so. artist that uh, that you know that always goes typically kind of goes outside the genre, but we still kind of claim him as rapping Nelly because Nelly yeah. yeah Nelly has done a lot of uh not a what we call crossover a lot of crossover stuff, but we still consider him. And a lot of thing in hindsight, a lot of people. This is one thing you know. A lot of I think a lot of people don't know about know about Nelly. Nelly, you know, a lot of his previous and you know original stuff he came out with. People consider Nelly like this fun, you know, this fun, playful, playful rapper. But I've heard like back in the day, I've heard some stuff with Nelly actually freestyle. Nelly can actually really, really freestyle, and I wish he was just. I wish he would like showcase that on, on some other stuff like that because it was a. Um, this was like a long time ago. This is back when. Put it this way, this was back when they used to do video shows of making the video. This is how old this is, um, but it was like in the closing credits of him making making a video, and he was it was him and some of the St. Lunatics and they were freestyling. And I'm like, and I heard Nelly flow. I'm like, man, that don't, Nelly don't flow like that on none of his, on none of his records or anything like that. But I was, I was really impressed, you know, with the flow that he had, that he had doing the freestyle that I heard at the end of that, at the end of the segments, so I was like, you know, I, I kind of like, even though I don't currently hear it on anything he does now, but I kind of like got a whole lot of respect for him when I'm actually, when I heard that. So, Speaking of Nelly, let me go ahead and get some. I'm a, I'm a Nelly fan, and I had somebody who, because a lot of y'all heard me say that I don't like this singing rap stuff, you know, and they were like, well, you weren't saying that when Nelly did it. There's a difference between, there's a difference when it sound, sounds good and when you singing according to the song. When he did the song with uh, Kelly Rollins, that type of flow that he did with the almost singing went with that type of song. Right. You know, he wasn't doing it on every song. It was like, yes, he was. I'm like, no, he wasn't. I mean, you, he wasn't singing on number one. He did it on Pimp Juice, but he did it to sound like an old 70s pimp. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, it, it has to go with relation to the type of music that you're doing. I mean, Snoop Dogg did it back in the day, but it went along with the beats Dre made him and went along to that West Coast laid back flow. He wasn't really singing. He was singing on the hooks, but it wasn't really just singing because Snoop was flowing. Right. And then back to the, the, the Nelly and Kelly Rowland track, I mean, to come on now, people, that's the whole reason Kelly Rowland was on the song, because she was the, the singer on the song. So why would he why would he be singing as well? It's just a different way of a flow and delivery that went with that song at the time. So, Right. But yeah, back to the award show deal. But yeah, man, it's like, it just feels like, I don't know, it's like some of these... One is too many. It's too many war shows, and then two, the stations that are doing them, and I want to say, and TV and BET should not have award shows now. I think that one is too late because they, both of these, both of these channels or stations or networks, like networks, 
have gotten out of the, the music video business and they're in the reality TV business. So why do you guys have the right to, to be able to showcase to showcase music and showcase artists and BT showcase hip hop when you guys don't even have shows that even that even show these artists off. Like shoot, YouTube has YouTube probably has more right to have an award, a music award show than BT and MTV does. Shoot, at least they got videos. They they basing it off legacy and legacy doesn't matter because you pretty much erase what you was born off of. Right, you know, yo MCB raps used to be something people flocked to see. You know, Rap City, Video Soul, Cedar's Place, One Hundred Six in Park. Oh, I mean, so all many. those, all those shows. I mean, TRL, all those shows was what we would run home to watch after school to get exactly. out. You could watch the same video a thousand times and find something new or you want to see who the artists come out with what new video they came out with or something you know yeah, who's, gonna, who's gonna be who's gonna be number one and um with rap city man you was going you was trying to go see who's gonna one who's gonna be on who's gonna be on the basement that day and who's gonna what are you gonna go freestyle and this is like so much so much stuff that i feel like the generation that's coming up that's getting into music that I feel like some of the younger from some of the younger generations, I feel like they're missing out on, man. Right. I mean, you can't tell me that the ratings got so bad with videos that people weren't watching that they had to go and cancel those shows. You, I, I don't believe that. Me either, but maybe. But I mean, because everybody is not privy to the internet or has a computer where they can go and go on YouTube or Vivo or anything like that and watch videos all day. So I mean, but then again, everybody's not privileged to cable either. So I mean, I don't, I don't know why they went and did that. I would love to have a conversation with one of those execs and get a reason why. I'm pretty sure I know what they're gonna say, but you know. I want to hear it come out their own mouth. Yeah, man. I used to remember. I just remember, like, it used to be times like, and anybody probably can can test it is that listen that listening to this podcast right now. You, I used to remember, like, man, you would just put your TV on BET because BET would play videos all night long, and man, you would literally like fall asleep to just watch videos. Wake to, up in the morning, jam. Wake up, wake up to the next morning. Now, most of the time, you wake up in the morning, you probably getting. Um, What's the TV show? You either getting like on BET. Sometimes, depending on what time you wake up in the morning, sometimes you get two two seven and some other shows <laughs> early early in the morning. Oh yeah, or oh, you might catch a sermon or something. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but MTV was good at playing videos all through the night, though. Yeah, yeah they, were very, they were very good with that. They were very good with playing playing videos all night long, man. I, like I, they just don't understand. They just don't understand the impact that has and what that does. I know that I know, I know the networks are calling themselves like, Oh, we have to evolve. But I feel like, you know, with the whole reality thing, like, honestly, I mean, I feel like with, with a lot of, a lot of these shows that are, that are disappearing, that have been long running for, for so, so long during this reality era, like American Idol is done. Like X factor didn't, didn't really last that long. 
uh, shows like that, like those shows are those those shows are done. They were the beginning of like reality TV um, and stuff like that. So it's like I feel like I just hope that I honestly really hope like reality TV dies and we can go back to we can kind of go back to what it used to be. And I can they can they can come out with you know newer video shows, BET and MTV. You know, and get a whole new generation of VJs on you know on TV because man, I mean, that used to be like the for some people that were you know oriented, you know, that wanted to be kind of close to music. Shoot, I know, I know a couple people that wanted to just you know, man, I want to grow up and like just be a VJ because they used to see these people and just be able to meet artists all the time and interview them and talk to them. Man, like I mean, who we grew up with? We grew up with Big Tig. We grew up with Free and AJ, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, like Free was that like breath of fresh air when she hit the scene. It was like, yo, who is this? Exactly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yo. And I mean, when they changed, I I, I know what hurt 106 in Park <laughs> when Free and AJ left the show. That's what yeah, hurt yeah, 106 in Park. Yeah, that's really what that's really what hurt. What really hurt that show. Yeah. Uh, and, and you I, had, you know, TRL, you had Carson Daly, you had, you had an ever rotation of v, VJs from. Uh, what helped TRL, TRL, what helped TRL in one aspect was when it, Lala started hosting it. But when she ventured off and started doing other things, then that's when it went by the wayside. So, you know, it all depends on your host also. Yeah. Like, so if you, if you got a, a f- fine female host that's attractive, you're going to draw in the fellas. I'm sorry. Or you just, uh, or even in general, man, you just got like, you got to stay with the, you got the thing is you got to, when you, when they come up with these, these video request shows, like a one of those, bar, like a TRL, you got to stay despite, you know, I know people want to move and grow and move on, but I mean, you got to, people are drawn to the people who, who originally, you know, they originally started with. That's just what you're used to. And when you change and when you change that up and all of a sudden, all of a sudden one day you just like the people who were there are like completely gone. You didn't kind of, you didn't kind of massage them in. You didn't kind of like, you know, they're kind of like interviewing on the side and then became VJs and stuff like that. You didn't kind of ease them into the situation. People kind of like, you know, they go into a shock where they're like, oh, this ain't what I'm used to. I'm going to wear this Free and AJ yet. You know, I don't want to watch this right. anymore. So. And when Free and AJ left the show, it was so sad because, like, AJ didn't even come in, I don't think. Like, Free was sitting on stage crying, and you, you like, we just spent the better years of our life with these people. Exactly. <laughs> They we we they was in our house every day. We heard too. Exactly. Five, eight, on, five, five o'clock. Not only did you hurt them, you hurt us too. So I mean Yeah, I just hope they go back to I hope eventually one day, um, hopefully, you know, they go back to go back to the go back to the days of, you know, having video shows and then in regards to the award shows, um I've, I'm going to say something real, real about that. What's up? As long as there is money out there to pay somebody to get on TV, air that dirty laundry, and act ignorant, there will always be reality TV. 
Oh yeah, I know. I know it's not going to ever go away because it's just something that you know, just something that that people like to see. Um, people like to see, you know, a lot of people like to see real a lot of the time. So I know it's not going to ever, ever go away, but uh, a lot of these stations need to stop, you know, trying to piggyback what they think is because eventually, man, it's like you've seen probably every idea in the freaking world for a reality TV show. And it's, right. getting to, it's getting to the point where they just going to run out of ideas like it's all been done. It's like, okay, what do we do now? Like, Flavor of Love, the first season, it was okay. But then when they started coming back, like, this little gremlin ain't really, these, these, these beautiful female really, they don't really like this little gremlin. They just getting the paycheck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My bad, Flay, but you know you ugly. <laughs> he knows he ugly too, so it's all good. But, yeah, but on the war show, man, it's just, you know, just saying that. I want to wrap this war thing up real quick. But, like, with the war shows, it just feels like that with a lot of these award shows, like they don't feel they don't feel real. special. Yeah, they don't feel real and they don't feel special anymore. A lot of them feel uh, like, a lot of them are some of them are pre-recorded. So you know the FCC has their saying, you know, cutting what certain can things, be said, what can be said, cutting certain things out. I remember when you know VMAs and stuff like that used to be used to be live and stuff like that. And so it's just, you know, I feel like it's just, it's over. I think the war shows have become very oversaturated, but then also at the same time with, like we said before, these music stations that used to be music stations still continue to show music shows when they're not even really honestly in the music business anymore. If anybody needs to be doing a, a, a war, a music award show, should be Revolt TV, but that's just my opinion on that. You know what? Uh, speaking of award shows, I really got a feeling we're going to be seeing the reality TV awards soon. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt it. I'm surprised it ain't, we know, there's not one yet. If, if, if it is, it's probably just not televised. Most of them all fit into one category. They're just going to be giving out the Ratchet Award. Exactly. And I ain't just talking about black people. I'm Because I've seen some white reality TV and they just as Ratchet. All right, man. Let's get into. I know last week I was talking about the uh, Met the Man that Drop uh, album called The Meth Lab. So I took a listen to The Meth Lab over the weekend. Very good album. Very. It's. Um, it has a very, very. I say this. It has a very, very New York style to it. Especially all the features that he has on there, it just feels it feels very New York. I mean, I know I grew up in the South, but I don't know I know part of part of me in my soul, I, I feel like I, I probably I, I feel like a, I feel like could have grown up in New York and probably could have uh, like could have made it and made it up north. But uh, but no, the um, but the album itself, Meth Lab, really good album. I give it I give it about I say I give it about an eight. Give it about an eight. I do well. I gotta go check that out then, cause I like Meth. Um, him and Red Man, they they were like the the two guys I liked the most out the Wu Tang Clan. Well, Meth was in the Wu Tang Clan, so but you know, um, I like I like they style. I mean, I feel the same way. I could have made it in New York or not because like Cats, some of my favorite artists that I that like my all time favorite artist is Nas, straight. Queens Bridge, and you know, 
I call my, I used to call myself the, the, the low soul of the South, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's homage to, to fabulous. So, you know, like, I dig they swag, man. It's like that, 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 those New York rappers got a different swag. Yeah. But like when you find a way to fuse it with your Southern swag, it's something different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. But no, at the end of it though, Mayflower, really good album. If you, if anybody is looking for like a, like anybody that's probably that'll move down from, from New York and you're just looking for something that just gives you that, that old New York feel and sound of hip hop. Methlab would definitely give that to you. All right. So let's get into uh young. Let's get into uh my last dollar, man. What you uh what you been listening to this week? Alright, so this week I checked out the boy, the boss. You know what I'm saying? My boy boss Hall Slim Thugger. You know what I'm saying? With uh Hog Life the Deal. And um I gotta say I was impressed. I hadn't heard nothing from Boss Hog in a long time. Uh, he is truly a Southern legend. And um, I also checked out the Cat Soldier Boy. And the name of his album is Soldier. I can tell you, I really didn't like the album anyway. So, but anyway, Soldier Boy's new album. And. Is it, hold on. Is Soldier Boy has a new album or is it a mixtape? Uh, it was an album released. Oh really? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Didn't, sorry. Didn't didn't know. Didn't know. Didn't, had no clue he had a single. No clue. Had no clue he had a single out. Listen. I actually put Boss Hog CD on a CD and jammed it in my car. I listened to Soldier Boy's album on YouTube, and so I just uh, uh, and that's been my last dollar. Of course, you know it's gonna be on Boss Hog Slim Thugger. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sorry, man. Soldier Boy, I'm going to need you to go do another season of Love and Hip Hop or something because music is not your forte anymore. Not to say that it was in the first, you know, at first, but you can or, or, or go jump back on some beats or something because my dude, my dude, y'all, that era where you and Bow Wow and y'all go home, man. Go to college. Do something. Stop wasting the people's time. <laughs> no, nah, stop, putting, no, stop sir, giving I will, people I will, an ear HIV. Stop I, it. I would, I would put, I would put the boy bow in that same situation because um, I listen. He's doing CSI now, so I know, I know he's he doing. his rap career over. <laughs> he's doing. He's doing exactly thing <laughs> now. No, on, on the real though, out of all seriousness though. Bow Wow on, even though I know he's probably he's giving he's giving rapper break and his he's saying that because his you no know, his daughter he wants to be able to spend more time because the music schedule is very it's very hectic and stuff like that. But on the real though, uh, when Bow Wow does drop these Green Light mixtapes, the Green Light mixtapes always go hard. I'm young, I if you ain't heard, I would say the one I would recommend going to go listen to. Uh, go on that piff and look up the uh the green light four. That was I would say that's like one of my favorite mixtapes coming from Bow, coming from Bow Wow, and he straight get he gets down and on that mixtape. So I I, know, I give him I give him kudos. In a lot of situations, people still tend to try to categorize Bow Wow from his older days and his flow when he was coming up, but nah, the boy kind of he kind of matured a little bit. Flow is. 
So it was kind of vicious and, and, and on a mixtape, but that ain't that's none of that none of none of what he's rapping about is not not ghost written or coming from a ghostwriter. So uh, well, so yeah, check, I, would, I, would, I would say check that out. Well, if I go check it out and I'm thoroughly disappointed, I'm gonna get back on this podcast talking like Ti. Okay, and, and you know Ti get when Ti starts talking and preaching, he starts sounding like uh, a prison convict that got his 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 bachelor's degree while locked up. <laughs> no, you won't. You won't be disappointed. Dog. I promise you, you won't. All right, we'll see. Okay. All right, man. Uh, before we wrap this up, we got to get into our segment of the Hip Hop Legend Spotlight. This week, we are talking about the man, the mogul, the CEO of, of Hip Hop himself. The if true you, legend. If you don't know who I'm about to say right now, and you probably may know who I'm about to say right now when I say the CEO of hip hop, Russell Simmons and Def Jam. Uncle Russell. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Uncle Russell is, is is the cat that brought us the man L Cool J, our first hip hop legend that we spotlighted. Um, Def Jam has been one of those record labels that did so much for the hip hop community from Run DMC to the Beastie Boys to, like I said, LL, Def Jam South, Scarface, all those cats, you know, ludicrous. Yeah, you got, uh, I mean, I can go back, let's go back to the, to the, to the original squad with him and, with him and Rick Rubin. It was, it was LL, oh. it was the, it was the Beastie Boys, it was Slick Rick, it was Public Enemy. That was like the first artist that they that they had put on. Yo, like it used to be, cash used to be clamoring to get onto Def Jam. Like if you were signed to Def Jam, you was gonna be successful because they had a machine, a hip hop machine that was just churning out like classic hits, classic hits. And you know, I mean, Russell Simmons, he said he put out the blueprint on how to run your record label and how to take care of your artist and um yeah a lot of uh shoot a lot of russell simmons is is the original mogul um with cats like you know diddy a lot of them shoot they they follow russell's blueprint to have to get to where they are today shoot every every person that aspires to be in hip-hop and is trying to own their own label or own their own business needs to be looking at needs, needs to look at what Russell, what Russell did, shoot, even even Rick Rubin himself, because he's right along with with Russell when, right. it came, when it came to when it came to Def Jam. Uh, they were, I mean, you know, on top of that, uh, Def Jam was really the you can say you can no, you can't say that Def Jam was the first hip hop label because you did have you had the shoot you had the Sugar Hill Gang that was doing hip hop, but they weren't. They weren't with a particular. They didn't really like, have a, the the culture at the time when it was it was really just just rap itself. But Russell Simmons made what like what Run DMC did. He made it hip hop, right? And with for that man, it's like you can't you gotta you gotta pay homage to 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 Russell on that. Now, not only is he 
the the to me the the father of the modern day hip hop mogul, but his philanthropy in the community, um, it, it speaks for itself. Um, Russell was one of the first moguls to reach back and try to do something not just for his community but a nationwide community. As far as uh, reaching out, getting the rush card to teach financial responsibility and um. Now that now now that my dude on the rush card, I have some quarrels with that with that rush card. I don't know where he was coming from with that, but there's just some things about the rush card that went right. That was probably I would say that out of all of Russell's um, ventures, man, I would say that would probably be one of his downfalls is, is the rush card. Now, well, when it, now when it first you, started, when it first started, it was only when he sold the company that it took the dive that it took. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was just like it was just like the it's just certain stuff like that with the fees and all that other stuff. But I would say that's probably his only downfall out of all the great things, out of all the great things he's done. All the things about Russell when you tell when you talk about the philanthropy of, of Russell Simmons, it was a there was a video that I actually watched on him, and this is like the, he is like the only person that's in his position as far as financially, and I'm talking about money wise. That's probably I've ever heard make this statement. He said this came out of his mouth itself. He feels that the rich should pay more taxes than than the middle class. Right. And, and I, he he has stuck by that for years. Mm-hmm. He stuck he stuck by that for he stuck by that for years. He said he even says like man I don't understand why why the people that that work for me get more taxes taken out get more taxes taken out of their check and not get get taken out of mine. It's like he, he was like, take more money out of my check because, you know, he's good for it. So, Right. But that's who our hip-hop legend is this week, um, Russell Simmons. We want to salute you for all the work that you've done because without people like you, we wouldn't even probably have this podcast right now. So Exactly. We wouldn't even, yeah, we wouldn't even have the, wouldn't even have the, the aspirations to do to do something like this, we went for uh, went for Russell Simmons. So, salute you. So, all right, just all right, y'all. Get ready to wrap the sixth episode of the Hip Hop Rejects up. Just want to remind you guys um, to continue to hit us up. We do want to hear you guys' questions. We want to, if you guys have any questions or anything that's going on in hip hop, please. Please, please send them to us at the hip hop rejects at gmail.com. Also, you can do you can you can tweet us any of your questions at the hip hop rejects. You can also send us any of your questions on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe and download the hip hop rejects podcast on Podbean, Stitcher Radio, and iTunes. All right, man. All right, it's been a pleasure. Been a pleasure once again, man. Once again. Righteous, righteous. And like I said, soon we're going to have some new stuff coming. I'm thinking about going ahead doing the Hip Hop Rejects Snapchat. We're just trying to reach out on every platform. Remember the Facebook. And um, y'all be buzzed. All right, man. All right, one. One. Hip-hop, 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 hip-